Love from the babe capital of the world, the greatest city on the planet, the lovely, the beautiful Madison, Mississippi, aka let me hear you say it, the bricks. I'm the host you all love the most, the rightful heir to the Iron Throne. Stanford Reed Parks, that scrap deer Drofnat, spelled backwards, aka Mr. Spectacular, aka Average Dick Stan, and welcome to Son of a Pitch, my dudes and babes of the world. What a wild weekend it was. Dog sweet T Sun yet again in Ox Nasty. Mangum claims that he's their daddy. There's still a lot to play for. I still think the dogs are going to win the SEC. I still think the Rebs have a great chance of hosting a regional. I have why we don't, why the dogs don't want to face the Rebs in a super. We have a Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones was absolutely nuts. So much to digest. Dragon Bay by freaking 90. She goes nuts, goes ham. And honestly, I don't blame her for it. We'll digest into that later on. But hey, what a weekend it was. What a weekend it was. Shout out to my boy Matt Thomas here. Shout out to my boy Matt Thomas. Him and the lovely Jacqueline had a great engagement party. Which I'm pretty sure I drank the most glasses of wine at that party. And honestly, that's a lot. I know I for sure had the most glasses of wine. I kept going up to friends saying, hey, do y'all mind going, you know, when they, when they were going to get a, a you know, a refill on drink, but hey, take my cup, refill it, because I'm, I'm starting to think, the old people are starting to think, like, oh my gosh, this guy has literally drank all the bottles of wine by himself. And honestly, I was maybe, and I was a little out of line. I was a little out of line. It was happy late Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Time out. Time out, time out, time out. My sis... Puts the big shame on Mother's Day presents. She's puts me to shame this past weekend. Let me tell you about that right now. So I, I, you know, I spent fifty dollars on my mom's present. Fifty dollars bought her two good woodwick candles from Bed Bath Beyond. Bed Bath Beyond got them professionally wrapped by them, so my present looked good. My present looked phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. And then, and my baby sis brings in a little box that she just wrapped in like like tissue paper. I thought for sure that I was going to be the number one ranked favorite sibling in my mom's eyes. I thought for sure this was a lock. But then my mom opens her present. And you know what it was? What it was? It was a box of letters. My sister kills Mother's Day presents by opening, by giving her a box of letters. She opens it. It's a box sent to my wonderful mother. And it's a box of letters. The first letter is, hey, open this one. Mother's Day letter. She opens it and reads it and said, hey, this is a box of letters. One for you to open on your birthday. One for you to open on my birthday. One for you to open when 
you miss me, one for you to open when I have it called in a while, one for you to open, etc., etc. My sister absolutely kills it, and then my present has to follow that up. I mean, how is my present supposed to follow that up? My sister knocks it out of the park, makes my mom cry as she's opening a present, and then my mom has to open a present for me, which is just two candles. Oh, man, it was a tough one to swallow, to say the least. My baby sister outdoes me in the Mother's Day present. I mean, can y'all imagine? Let's let's back it up. Can y'all imagine sitting there? Mother's Day lunch, right after church. We're sitting there eating a meal, and then my mom decides to open her presents, and she opens my my sister's present first. Poorly wrapped. Obviously, she thought mine was going to be the best because it was professionally wrapped. Tipped the Bed Bath Beyond babe uh, $6, $6, goat number. Tipped her $6 to wrap my present with a bow professionally. So honestly, going into it, I was looking the best. So my mom thought that as well. And she was going to open my sister's present, which wasn't wrapped at all, or wrapped by tissue paper. It looked like it, it was just garbage wrap, garbage wrap job by my baby sis. Not going to lie, garbage ba- garbage wrap job. And then my mom opens it and says, to my wonderful mother. And then she opens the box, reads the first letter to open on Mother's Day. She reads it, and then... There's not like 12 other letters for her to open throughout the year. One for her to open on her birthday. One for her to open on my baby sis birthday, which is my birthday. One for her to open when she misses her. And I can't top that. Are you kidding me? What was I supposed to do? I mean, And the, the sad thing is I can't give her a present like that ever again. You know, if I gave her a present full of box letters, but oh yeah, here's the letters when I... No, 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 that's copying her. I can't do that. I absolutely can't do that. So my baby says absolutely whoops me in the Mother's Day present. She moves to number one in my mom's favorite sibling column, if I had to guess. No doubt about that. Matt Thomas has a heck of an engagement party. I had an absolute blast. And we can't think about it. We got to keep on moving on here. Welcome to the good life. All right, all right. Let's keep her moving. Let's keep her rolling. Big show for y'all today. Let's go to our first segment. June is coming. Let me tell y'all what y'all need to hear. What's the most important thing y'all need to hear for the upcoming month? For the best month, the biggest month of the year, June. And that's, hey, June, the road to Omaha, it goes through Starkville. That's right, the Bulldogs have done enough, in my opinion, that the road to Omaha goes through Starkville. But hey, the Dogs are looking pretty ranked out number four or five in the nation. I think they've solidified their spot as a national seed, regardless of what happens this weekend. I I do think that one one win versus South Carolina is a will give us the will definitely give us the national seed. Two two wins versus South Carolina is a definite lock. And hey, that means that the road to Omaha goes through Starfall. Who's going to bet against the the mighty Bulldogs and Jake, a Jake Mangum-led Bulldogs to lose two out of three at home, to lose two games at Duty Noble with me in attendance? Who, who's going to bet against that? I, I can't think of one who will. 
I honestly can't think of one who will. So, Bulldog fans, clear your June. I got three words. Clear your June. We sleep in July because the Bulldogs are going to Omaha this year. Mark it down right now. The dogs are going to Omaha. I'm going to tell you later on in the show how I think we're going to win the SEC and why I think we're still going to win the SEC regular season. But, hey, the road to Omaha goes through Starkville. We win one versus South Carolina. I think it's a lot. I already do think it's a lot, but hey, we're going to at least win one. I think we'll at least win two. I think we're going to sweep. I honestly think we're going to sweep. I know I'm going to give you all my, my predictions later on the show, but I think the dogs will sweep. But hey, one definite one, I say we end. Two, it's a definite lock no matter what happens in Hoover. And then, but I think we're going to sweep. I think we're going to sweep. I think that's what's going to happen. But now, hey, the Rebs, the Rebs are now looking at like a 15, 16, 17 ranking throughout all the polls. They are on the fence to host a regional. And it's going to take a lot. I think they need to take two or three from Tennessee this weekend to solidify that. If they don't take two or three from Tennessee... I don't know what will happen. I don't. I think they're going to be one of the hardest two seeds, along with LSU. I mean, can you imagine a Mississippi State's worst nightmare will be having to face LSU in the Super Regionals? Can you imagine having to face a two seed LSU in Duty Noble? That will be miserable, considering the fact that LSU absolutely owns us. That would not be good. But hey, I. Don't, I hope that doesn't happen, but the road to Omaha goes through Startville. The Dogs will be hosting postseason play at the Dude with crowds of fourteen to 15,000. It will be electric. There will be brew pops flowing. The grills will be smoky. I will be freaking killing it. you got to like our chances to get to Omaha now. The Rebs, still ha- I still think I need to take two or three from Tennessee. I think that they take two or three from Tennessee, maybe get a win in Hoover. That'll lock. I think that'll get them get them a uh, regional host. I really do. I know getting swept by by Big Brother Mississippi State. I know getting swept by Big Brother Mississippi State won't look too good on the resume. But honestly, I think the Rebs still have a good chance here. I still think they have a good chance. They got the ranked ahead of NC State and Miami. I'm looking here on rankings on D1 baseball. I mean, they could use a a series loss from both of them. And you know what? I, I just think they have a good chance. But let's get to it. Let's keep the show rolling. I think the road to Omaha goes through Starkville. Welcome to the good night. Let's keep her rolling, my dudes and babes, my favorite dudes and the babes, my favorite listeners. I appreciate y'all listening. Let's move on to our next segment. Let's go on to Westro's weekend recap. Let's see how I did on the predictions. Let's go right into it. I was 34-14-1 heading to the weekend. Let's see how I did. I had Vandy taking two or three from Missouri. I was spot on there. Vandy takes two or three. I had I had Auburn in upset fashion taking two or three from Georgia at home. Georgia ends up going on the road to Auburn and taking two or three. So I missed that one there. 
We had a big matchup down in Gainesville, Tennessee at Florida. I thought Florida at home playing for their postseason life. I said Florida would take two or three. Tennessee ends up going on the road, taking two or three in a highly, highly competitive series. They take two or three, excuse me. Tennessee takes two or three, and they solidify their spot in the postseason. That's right, my dudes and babes. Tennessee will be in a regional this year. First time in a long, 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 long time. Tennessee will be there. And I think Florida's hopes, I mean, they have a lot to do. They have a big weekend ahead. And they have to make some noise in Hoover, I believe, to get going. So I missed that. But shout out to Tennessee. It's going to be really good to see y'all in the postseason. I think y'all can make some noise. Y'all got great pitching staff. Let's see how far that can take y'all. Then we had the Cox hosting Kentucky. I said Cox would take two or three. I was spot on there, 100%. Then we had the Hogs hosting LSU. Hogs been playing light out ball, been sweeping people left and right. They hosted LSU. They won the first two. But then LSU came back and had a comeback win on Sunday to win that series finale. So Arkansas ends up only taking two. Missed that series. But LSU, good for them to take one. And then we had A&M at Bama. We had A&M at Bama. I said they would take it two or three, which I was spot on. And then we had the dogs. The dogs traveling to Ox Nasty. Dogs traveling to Ox Nasty, which they have owned over the past four years. And yet again, I said they would sweep. I said they would sweep. And once again, the dogs prove once again who daddy is. Jake Mangum has proved that he is Ole Miss's daddy. He has proved that he's Ole Miss's daddy. Let's review his record versus Ole Miss the past his four years. It's safe. is now... 14 and 2. Yeah. That's right. 14 and 2. I did not stutter. That's in 16 games in the past four years. He's only lost twice. What? What? That is absolute ownage. That is absolute ownage. I don't. He, he literally is not just the mayor of Starville, but he's the mayor of Oxford. Not only is he the mayor of Starville and the mayor of Oxford, he's the governor of Mississippi. That's right. Mangum moves from mayor to governor, proving that he has the longest dick of them all. Big time. Dogs take, dogs sweep the week series and, and went 4 0 versus the Revs. Mangum 14 2 versus Ole Miss in his career. Batting 28 of 68 with a smooth Chris 4 11 batting average versus Ole Oh my gosh. We got the best player in Mississippi State, maybe ever. Definitely, he has the high. He has the most hits in SEC history. So he might be up there. Definitely is up there. I'm not, I'm not saying he might be. He's definitely up there with the greats of Mississippi State. But he's batted 411 versus him with a 14 and two record. 14 and two. That's hard to do. In case y'all don't know, that's extremely hard to do. Extremely hard to do. He proves once and for all he's the. Governor of Mississippi and Ole Miss's daddy, and what a weekend it was. Welcome to the good life. Uh. Welcome to the good life. The 
All right, all right, let's keep her moving. Now for me to tell you why. Let me tell you why we don't want to face Ole Miss, why Mississippi State does not want to face T-Sun, the Ole Miss Rebels, in a Super Regional. Let me tell you why. Quick segment here. It is hard to beat a really good team, which Ole Miss is. Oh, I mean, there's a reason they're ranked, you know, top 20 in the nation. Shut up, Bulldog fans. There's a reason they're ranked top 20 in the nation. And it's hard to beat a really good team. Not just five times. This would be, we'd have to beat them six times in a season to advance to Omaha. That's extremely tough to do. Extremely tough to do. Let's let's just go back to last year. For example, let's go back to 2018, for example. The Dogs' magical run. Regular season, the Dogs host Vandy at home at the Dude. The Vandy makes it, puts a, but they sweep us and make us look like a fool. Vandy takes, sweeps us, goes 3-0 in Starkville, makes us look like a fool. The Whistler gets in every single Bulldogs hitter's head. Every single one. I wasn't at that series. I remember it was uh, St. Patty's Day Parade weekend in, 20, in 2018 that year, so I didn't go to that. And Vandy made us look like a fool. They really did. They made us look like a fool. And then what happens? We win our regional as a two seed. Vandy wins theirs as two seed. So the super regional, we end up getting squared up. It goes to Nashville. And hey, Vandy learned the hard way. That it's really tough to beat a really good team five times in a season. Five times in a season. He made that. It was it was it was it was evident right there. It was evident right there. It's really tough to beat a team, a really good team, five times. Which is why I don't want to face T-Sun in the Supers. We go back We go back to this weekend. T-Sun was missing arguably their best hitter in Ryan Olenek. Their captain, their leader, Olenek. The dude's batted like... He was flirting with 400 all last year. He ended, I know he ended up batting like 370-ish, I believe. 360-ish. T-Sun fans, I'm not too positive on that, but I think I'm right. 360, 370. But he was flirting with 400 all year. He was out this past weekend due to illness. I don't know if my man Ron Olenek was hurt or really sick or the fact that he just didn't want to face her pitching. I don't blame him for sitting out just to keep up his stats. But I'm just telling you, Bulldog fans, we do not want to face T-Sun in a super. It's really tough to beat a good team six times. And that's what it would take for us to go to Omaha. Which is why I'm telling y'all, we do not. We do not want to face a Mike Bianco squad in a super regional. Welcome to the good life. Welcome to the good life. Let's keep her moving. My dudes and babes, let's keep her moving. Let me tell you how the Revs baseball, T-Suns baseball is just like the Houston Rockets. Let me tell you how it's a spot-on comparison. Spot-on to the head, from the head coach to the front office, the whole shabam. Let's get right into it. Let's talk about the roster. They got the star part, the star power, the Houston Rockets. Let's think about it. They got Chris Harden, 
they got Chris Paul, or James Harden, my, my apologies, James Harden, Chris Paul, and they got a whole lineup that's just sitting there ready to take on the West. They got a lineup that's facing a Warriors team that's Kevin Durantless. And all everything's there. Everything's there, but yet the Rockets choke. Yet the Rockets choke. They can't somehow get the points where it's needed. They can't somehow win the big game. They got a coach in Mike D'Antonio. They got a coach in Mike D'Antonio who can't win the big game, who doesn't know what it takes to win a title. Coincidence that his name's Mike and that Bianco's first name is Mike Bianco? I think not. Let's think about it. Mike Bianco. Yeah, he's good at winning. He can get you to a super regional. But is he? But his success in June has been, yeah, not good at all. His success in June has been abysmal. He doesn't know how to win the big game. The big game, which is why I've been telling my T Sun friends, we've been keeping in chat. All my T Sun, I keep in good chat about my T Sun friends. About how their baseball team's doing. You know, I don't sit sit here and just dog them without talking to some of my T-Sun friends. Most of the time, they agree with me or they, they'll have a little argument. But most of the time, they agree with me about how their team is doing and how they're underachieving. And I think we'd all agree that Ole Miss is yet again underachieving. Just like the Houston Rockets do every single year. Just like Matt, Mike D'Antonio does Every single year of his coaching career. He doesn't know how to get to the big game. He doesn't know how to get to the freaking uh, NBA championship. Just like the Rebs and Mike Bianco don't know how to don't know how to don't don't know what it takes to get to Omaha. Yes, he's been there once, but that was a fluke year. A definite fluke year. They got the star power year in, year out. He recruits like a dog. He's one of the best coaches in the game, in my opinion. He's, he's a really good coach. Mike Bianco's a really good coach, but is he a great coach is what I want you all to think about. Is Mike Bianco a great coach? And obviously that answer is no, just because of his postseason success. What defines greatness? What defines greatness is your postseason success, and Mike Bianco has failed to prove that yet. He has failed to prove that he's great in the postseason. Yeah, you can win the SEC tourney. Go ahead, win the SEC tourney like you did last year. Next, excuse me, next week's episode, I'm going to get to the all why winning the SEC tourney is not a good thing. You're going to want to hear that, so stay tuned next week. But Mike Bianco and Mike Bianco is just like, I mean, he's just like old Mike Deontay. Deontay. T-Sun and the Rockets show so so many similarities, it's crazy. They both have what it takes to win year in, year out, but they they choke in the big games. They choke against the big dogs. Just like this past weekend, what did Ole Miss do against the bigger dog in Mississippi State? They got swept. They got swept. They got humiliated on their home field in Oxford. Just like the Rockets did at home in game six and at their home court against the Warriors, against a Kevin Durantless Warriors. I Mike D'Antonio and 
Mike Bianca are the same exact coach, the exact same coach. They don't know how to win the big games, and the rosters are the exact same. They both have the star powers, the star players to win every year, yet they still don't. I don't get it. I don't know why. If you're a Rebs fan, I get it. Mike Bianca is the winningest, or one. I think he's the winningest coach in your program's history. If not, he's close to it. But he doesn't win in June. And I'm trying to have the June of a lifetime. I'm trying to have a perfect June. And to have a perfect June, I need my T-Sun friends in Omaha with me. And that's where y'all are slacking. That's where y'all are slacking. If T-Sun joins me in Omaha, we're talking about, I'm not going to lie, Ole Miss has some hot babes, some of the hottest girls in the country. So taking them to Omaha would just make Omaha just the best time of it, of my life. Having Ole Miss, Georgia, LSU, State, I mean, Texas, UCLA, you name it. But, I mean, having those teams in Omaha is electrifying. Yet T-Sun, year in, year out, leaves me disappointed just like the Rockets. Welcome to the good life. All right, all right, let's keep her moving. My dudes and babes, let's go into our next segment, which is who will sit the Iron Throne? Who's going to sit the Iron Throne and win the SEC regular season? Let me tell you right now how the dogs are going to win the SEC. That's right. I know it's a long shot. They're two games out. With one weekend to play, but I still think the dogs are going to do it. I still think the dogs are going to do it, which is why I'm saying this is also going to blend in with bend the knee. I'm giving you my weekend predictions right now. And let's dive in right into it. Let's dive right into it. Right now we have... We have Vandy leading the way in the SEC. We're going to give you the SEC East standings. Vandy's leading the SEC. They're at 20 and 7 in the SEC. Georgia's at 18 and 9. Then we have in the SEC West, we have Arkansas at 19 and 8. And then we have the Dogs, God's team, Mississippi State at 18 and 9. Just one game back of Arkansas. Now, time for me to give y'all my weekend predictions and what's going to happen. And how the dogs are going to win the SEC. How the dogs are going to win the SEC. First, we need Vandy to lose two or three from Kentucky. We need Vandy to go on the road at Kentucky to lose two or three, which Kentucky is playing for their SEC turning lives. Kentucky's playing to get into the, to make it to Hoover. So you got to like our chances. You got to like our chances there. So we need Vandy to take two or three. And then we need Georgia to sweep Bama. We get Georgia. Or, time out. We need Kentucky to take two or three from Vandy. And then we need Georgia to sweep Bama to make them even. To make them tie the top the SEC East. And then head-to-head, Georgia advantage. They win the East. And then we have Arkansas going at A&M. Arkansas is going at A&M. And I'm going to say, and we need A&M to take two or three here. We need AM to take two or three here, and then the dogs to sweep the cocks. And just like that, 
us in Georgia would have the same record. Georgia would have the tiebreaker over Vandy since they swept Vandy in the regular season. So us in Georgia would be atop the SEC. And boom, just like that, since we swept Georgia, the dogs, the mighty Bulldogs at Mississippi State, will win the regular season SEC and sit the Iron Throne. That's what's going to happen. Let's review real quick. We need Vandy to lose to a three at Kentucky, who's playing for their Hoover life, which I think is going to happen. And then we need Georgia to sweep Bama, which can very easily happen. Hosting Bama, senior day, you can see that. And then we got Arkansas. You can see Arkansas losing 2-3 or three at A&M against one of the best pitching staffs in the SEC, if not the. And then the Dogs to sweep South Carolina, who's at the bottom of the SEC. Yes, that's what's going to happen, and that's how the Dogs are going to win the SEC. But hey, let me give you my predictions right now. I'm 38, 17, and 1. Heading in in all my SEC predictions. Let me give you them right now. We have Vandy at Kentucky. I just told y'all. I think Kentucky's gonna take two or three here. We got Georgia uh hosting Bama. Give me the Bulldogs sweeping Bama. Give me Bulldogs sweeping Bama here. Then we got uh Missouri hosting Florida. Big, big weekend for Florida. They desperately need it. I think Missouri, I think Florida goes on the road and takes two or three from Missouri. So give me Florida two or three on the road at Missouri. They desperately need it, fighting to make a postseason. And then we got a big weekend here Tennessee hosting Ole Miss. Tennessee hosting Ole Miss. I don't think Tennessee has a chance of hosting a regional despite what they do, unless they win the SEC tourney. And Ole Miss is playing for the right to host a regional. And honestly, I give starting rotation advantage Tennessee. I give batting lineup advantage Ole Miss. And I'm going Ole Miss 2-3 or at Tennessee. I think Ole Miss does take 2-3 or at Tennessee. And I think that's the reason they'll end up hosting. So give me the Rebs 2-3 or there. And then we have the Hogs at AM. Hogs at AM. AM playing to host a regional as well. They're right in the um, the bubble of hosting with Ole Miss. And I think AM takes two or three here to, to, you know, make their case a little bit stronger. Make their case stronger at hosting a regional. So I'm going to say Arkansas, or excuse me, AM is going to take two or three at home versus Arkansas. And then we have LSU hosting Auburn. LSU hosting Auburn. LSU hasn't won a series in a long time. It's a big series. Uh, I think Auburn needs to win one here. So I'm going to say LSU 2-3. Give me LSU 2-3 at home versus Auburn. And then the last weekend series I believe I have. Nope. Yep. The last weekend series I have. The Cox at the Dogs. And this is where I have the dogs. I have the dogs sweeping the cocks. They've been playing way too well. They have back-to-back sweeps, back-to-back. Yeah, back-to-back sweeps here. And they're going to take it, and they're going to win the SEC. And just like that, Mangum goes to top, sits the Iron Throne. He's the Jon Snow. And boom, 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 baby. Dogs win the SEC. <laughs> All right, all right. Let's keep her moving. Let's digest. 
and to this past week's Week of Thrones, Game of Thrones episode. So much to digest. And did y'all ever have a doubt? Did y'all ever have a doubt? Dragon Babe by freaking 90. Dragon Babe by a freaking million. Holy smokes. What a wild episode that was. Jamie Lannister and Cersei go bye-bye. I, I mean, it was great to see Dragon Babe absolutely destroy the whole city of King's Landing. The whole country of King's Landing. Whatever it is. It was great to see. I know a lot of you are thinking there. Thinking, oh, but there's so many innocent people that died. So many innocent people that... So many thousands of innocent people that died. Like my boy Volk said, these are the same exact people that cheered and applauded when Ned Stark's head got chopped chopped off. These are the exact same people. These are the exact same people everybody's crying about that got... That, that, they're the exact same people everybody's crying about because they got killed. Were you crying about them? Uh, when they were cheering when Ned Stark's head got cut off? No, 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 no. No, y'all weren't. Absolutely, no, y'all weren't. And now you're trying to, de- now you're trying to defend them. Now you're trying to defend them. Absolutely not. They got what's coming to them. Dragon Babe says, no, 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 no. You don't mess with me. I'm going to burn down your whole freaking city. You kill my best friend. You kill my son in another dragon and I burned down your whole city and that's exactly what she freaking did. Boom! Dragon Bay by freaking 90 this past week. Dragon Bay by 90. But hey, time out. Let's, let's think about old Tyrion here. Tyrion snitching on his best friend Varys. I get loyalty, treason, blah, blah, blah. I know things are a lot different. But he is ratting, snitching on his best friend, Varys. He snitches on Varys, and what happens to Varys? He get he gets executed. He gets sentenced to die by the by by the Queen da- Daenerys. It has Dragon freaking blow him to ashes, and I can't get over that. Tyrion's a snake. John tries to I don't know what happens with John. I mean, it's going to be a wild season finale. I'm going to give you all my predictions in a, in the next segment, I believe. And then we have Arya surviving all of this somehow, some way, riding off on a horse. That's got to mean something significant. you got to think that. And then, time out. Let's don't forget about the mount, mountain versus the hound. An epic battle. I mean... I, I mean, does the mountain not just... You can't stab him to kill him, obviously, because the hound stabbed him by, what, three or four times? He still doesn't die. Stabs him in the eye. Stabs him in the chest. I don't know what it takes, but somehow the mountain doesn't die, so he pushes him over. And in the last scene, just saying, hey, if that's what it's going to take to kill you, I'm going to kill myself to kill you. And that's what it takes, then it's, that's what's going to happen. And then that's what's going to happen because I'm not going to walk from this day with you alive. That's what the hound said. And the hound going out and 
MVP fashion. Shout out to you, the Hound. You'll be greatly missed in this last episode, I guess. But you played a grateful role in these past seasons. It was epic. Arya still surviving. Jon still killing. And then Dragon Babe going ham. And let's don't forget the MVP of the whole battle. Let's don't get forget the MVP of the whole war. Grey Worm, which he had like 50 kills within, <laughs> within like 20 seconds. That dude was killing people left and right. You have to think that was because of Missandei. One of the hottest babes on the show. The greatest body on the show. And you got to think that was Grey Worm's antics there. He was killing because of Missandei. And it all leads up to epic finale. Who's going to rule the throne? I will give y'all my prediction later on in the show. Welcome to the good life. Uh. All right, my dudes and babes. Let's keep her moving. Let's keep her rolling. Let's go into our next segment. A Lannister always pays his debts. Let me give you all some lot bets, some lot picks that are definitely going to happen. I got three of them for y'all. Let's get right into it. And the first is I want to double down on Aria to rule the throne. Right now, we have the odds to rule the throne. We have Bronze Stark at minus 500. Bronze Stark is minus 500 now. Holy smokes. If he ends up rolling the throne, there will be a riot. Nobody wants to see a freaking cripple, a freaking... Nobody wants to see Hot Rod, freaking Hot Wheels rolling the freaking throne. Let's be honest. Nobody wants to see that. He's in the lead at minus 500 according to Vegas. Then you got Sansa at plus 400. Tyrion plus 750. And then we have Jon Snow plus 800, Dragon Bay plus 1500, and then Arya plus 3000, Gendry it also is at plus 3000. I'm telling you right now, take Arya right now plus 3000. It's a great value bet. There's a lot to take there, a lot more. Uh, there's a lot to take place, but listen, I feel like her riding off into the sunset on that horse. Surviving King's Landing, surviving the Ring of the Bells, surviving the Last War, her riding off on the horse out of King's Landing. I felt like that was a sign. I feel like that's a sign to come, which is why I'm telling you, which I told you at the beginning. I said at the beginning that Arya would rule the throne, and I'm doubling, tripling, quadrupling down on it going into the last episode at plus 3,000. Take that bet because I think it will Happen definitely. I definitely think it'll happen. And then here's another bet I have for y'all. We have Will there be nudity in the final episode? Will there be nudity in the final episode? No is at minus 400. Yes is at plus 250. I'm saying take yes right now. I'm saying somehow, some way, these warriors get rewarded with a, you know, just a babe that's saying, hey, you want to see my boobs? You want to see my fun bags? You want to see my Julia Caesar? You want to grab my Julia Caesar? My Julia squeezers? Then yes, grab them. So that's why I think that's a great bet. I honestly think that's a great bet. I don't see how no is at minus four hundred. So taking yes at plus two fifty is an absolute steal. Take that right now. And now, hey, my last bet I have for y'all today. My last bet I have for y'all today. We have Jake Mangum. He's at 
368 hits. His next hit will be 369, which we all know is never not funny, which arguably is the greatest hit in his lifetime. 369. Bangum, bangum. Going for a 369. Damn you fine. Everybody shock it to me one more time. Get low. Get low, get low, get low, get low, get low, get low to the window. That's right. That's right. To the wall. To the wall. <laughs> that is right. Mangum going for 369. That definitely will happen. But the real bet here is will he get to 400? And my answer is yes, he will. My answer is yes, he will get to 400. Let's think about it. We have a weekend series for South Carolina. I think he'll get hits there. We have the SEC turning, which where I think will be guaranteed at least two games. You got to think a couple of hips here. But I don't think winning the SEC turning or winning games there is important. But I do think Mangum will get his hits. I I mean, the Bulldogs, the dogs may think it's they, – they may win the SEC turning, but – I don't think it's a good thing, but he will get his hits there, and then he'll get his hits in the regional, he'll get his hits in super, then he'll get his hits throughout Omaha, which is why I'm saying, yes, take Mangum to have at least 400 hits, to have 400s at, to have 400, yes, is at plus 150, knows at minus 130, people are saying he will not have 400 hits, I'm saying he will, so take him at plus 150. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Take him at plus 150. I think it's a lock bet. All right, my dudes and babes. Let's keep her rolling. Last segment I have for y'all today, no other than who's the reek of the week, and it's really tough for me to do this here for y'all today, because the reek of the week happens to be the best major, one of the hottest teams in Major League Baseball. The team has been playing lights out, winning games left and right, who I think is going to win the 2019 World Series Championship. The Chicago Cubs. The Chicago Cubs have started off very poorly. The hottest team in baseball right now. And I bet, excuse me, I bet y'all are wondering why they're the rig of the week. Why are they the rig of the week? Well, let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Last week, they banned a Cubs fan for life. Banned a Cubs fan for life from games at Wrigley. For life. For giving the little, uh, the little sign, the little circle sign for a little shoulder punch. You know that we all do. Hey, hey, Sam, look here. You know they hold the little circle of three fingers. Old those old circle three three finger sign. Then say, hey, I need to punch you in the shoulder. And they ban him for life. Are you kidding me? You're gonna ban him for life for that for doing something like that in the background of an interview, Theo Epstein. What are you thinking? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And then on the same day, you're gonna call up a guy, Addison. They call up the guy. They call up Addison Russell. They call up Addison Russell, great player, but not. He hasn't made good decisions on the field. A guy who's beat his wife. A guy who's literally beat his wife. You're gonna call him up. Pay him money on the same day 
you've been a Cubs fan for life for giving the old circle shoulder punch punch sign. And then you're saying, and then they're going to act like it's a white supremacist sign? Are you freaking kidding me? Oh, man. I tell you what. The Cubbies didn't win a World Series for over, for 108 years. For 108 years. And most of y'all who know me, most of y'all know me know I am a huge Cubs fan. I was never once embarrassed about wearing my Cub, a Cubs shirt, a Cubs jersey, my Cubs hat during those 108 years. Never once was. I was a very loyal fan. Always was. Always will be. I wore it proudly. I wore it during the World Series when we won. It was great. But this past week when this decision was made was the first time in my whole entire life I was embarrassed to be a Cubs fan. It was the one time I was embarrassed to be a Cubs fan. You ban a Cubs fan for life for doing the old circle shoulder punch trick. And then you call up Aston Russell who beats his wife. And you know what happens, guys? Y'all know what happens? I bet y'all don't know what happens. Well, let me tell y'all what happens. His first A B, he gets booed. They bring him up, they uh, call him to pinch hit in the twelfth inning, and he gets booed by the home fans in Wrigley. By the home fans. That's just a sign to you, Theo. This is your first ever mistake and calling up this guy. Goodness gracious. It makes me look bad. It makes me look terrible. I had a buddy, Austin Rayner. He's a big Cardinals fan, but his, he sends me a Snapchat with the old, you know, the old circle with the punch shoulder trick. He sends me a Snapchat saying, hey, my band from Snapchat for life because I'm sending you this. And honestly, I can't help but love you like, dang, you got me. You got me because my Cubs fans let me down. My front office of the Cubs let me down for banning Cubs fans. Okay. So I guess next time I go to a Cubs fan, next time I go to a Cubs game, if I go to a, I don't know, my baby sis or a friend around me spills my, and I go to him, hey, you got something on your shirt there? He goes, what? No way. He looks down and I do the old finger trick, pull my finger up as he's looking down because he doesn't have anything on his shirt. Am I going to get banned for life for doing that? Will I get banned for life for doing the old, oh, you got something on your shirt? Boom. Got the finger pulled up on those. Am I going to get banned for life for doing that? Am I, Theo? Am I? Or or I'll do the old tap them on the uh, opposite shoulder. They look the wrong way. Boom. Am I going to get banned for that? Am I, Theo? Am I freaking Theo? Because that's absolutely garbage. Why the Cubs did that? Shout out to my Cubs fan who, pulled, who did the old prank on TV. You have my... All due respect, because that's absolute ridiculous how you get banned for life. Absolute ridiculous. And then you call up a guy who beats his wife. Oh, time out. I need to calm down a little bit. I know we're closing now. But yes, that's how my Cubbies, the hottest team in baseball, have earned this week's Reek of the Week. Don't do dumb stuff like that again. It was embarrassing for me. It was embarrassing for me to be a Cubs fan. Y'all do better. But hey, thank y'all for listening to Son of the Pitch, my dudes and babes. I appreciate y'all. We got a big week uh, next week. We got conference tournaments, the whole shabam, play rewards, where I was right, where I was wrong. Y'all don't want to miss that. Once again, thank y'all. I'm Stanford Parks. This is Son of the Pitch. See you next week, fools.